You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. think that you can get rid of mental illness, and I don't think the answer is to ban guns. We need to ban schools. You can't shoot up a place if, if it doesn't exist. We've been going after the wrong noun. And you're like, Drew, that, 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 that seems insane. Well, does it? Because no one was in school last year and, and none happened. <laughs> and I know, you're like, but Drew, m- m- mass shootings happen in places that, 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 that are not schools. Okay, m- m- ban those places too. <laughs> I'm an introvert. I, I- and welcome back to the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is Garrett Ashley Mullet. Coming to you from Greeley, Colorado for episode 270 of the podcast. That was Andrew Lynch, comedian, very funny guy, not a very clean kind of humor, Drew Lynch on YouTube. I edited out, I'll be honest, some of the curse words. There were at least two in that short segment, and you're welcome. But uh, the nice thing, the convenient thing is because of his stutter, you might not even catch that I uh, edited anything out. So there you go. But I watched that little clip yesterday and I'm thinking about it and I'm looking at the point he's making and, uh, you know, the audience laughs and they cheer. You can hear that awkward silence. A pin could drop and you would catch it. When he says, I don't think we should ban guns, and I don't think we can get rid of mental illness, everybody is just like, what are you talking about? How, how can you say that? What, what are you talking about? I think we should ban schools. And funny enough, everybody cheers and laughs because there's an original idea. If only someone with a podcast who had written a book titled, and this is why we homeschool, had thought of something like this. You know what? Actually, you're in luck. Once again, yours truly wrote a book. You can buy it on Amazon.com. Several other online booksellers besides in paperback or ebook. And this is why we homeschool. Check it out. Tis the season for you to buy that book for someone you love and care about who's thinking about homeschooling. It would make a great stocking stuffer. And there you have it. But, you know, it's funny. To Drew Lynch's point about banning schools. Yeah, I was playing Call of Duty last night. And I don't play very often. I bought the game at the request of a friend of mine who wanted me to play with him. And this friend of mine, he called me up last night. He says, hey, I've got a favor to ask. And I didn't want to beg and plead over text. 
So I figured I'll just call and ask you over the phone. And so that way you can hear like all of the drama and the emotion in my voice as I ask you this thing, this special request. I know it's short notice, but I'm giving away my Xbox tomorrow. I want to spend more time on my writing. I want to invest myself more fully in these other pursuits. And the Xbox and Call of Duty are just always pulling me away. Would you be willing to play some Call of Duty with me and another friend of ours? Just for an hour or so. In about an hour. And I thought about it and we had plans. We were going to do some other things. But I ended up saying, yes. Yes, I will. Especially since I bought this game to play Call of Duty with you. We played it a grand total of one times and I turned you down every other time and I'm sorry about that. But yes, yes, I will. And so we did. We played for maybe about an hour and a couple of things occurred to me. Uh, For one, I'm not very good at Call of Duty. Uh, It only being my second time playing on PC, that version with a whole bunch of people who, like my friend, probably play quite a lot and have been probably playing for a few years now. I'm not going to be dominating anybody. I mean, that's that's just what it is. I haven't invested myself in that way. Uh, so that's the first thing. For a second thing, I have played other versions of Call of Duty. I know the game series has been around for a long time. Actually, a quick scan of Wikipedia tells me that Call of Duty is the most popular, best-selling video game series of all time, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Besides just there being a lot of games in the series, the games together in the franchise have sold a lot, a lot of copies and have had a lot of longevity. But with the game series being so popular, it stands in sharp contrast with my bread and butter video game series which is Civilization. I play Civilization. When Civilization 6 comes out, hopefully at some point, uh, I will play Civilization 6. You can just count on it. I played a lot, a lot of Civilization 5. I haven't picked it up for a few months. haven't played it a whole lot lately. But I played a lot of Civilization 5 and a lot of Civilization 4. I'm sorry, when Civilization 7 comes out, Civilization 6 is out. See, I don't even think about which civilization it is. I just jump in and I play. Civ 6 is the one that's out right now. Civ 7, I think, is the one that they're working on. But civilization, it just goes on and on and on. Call of Duty goes on and on and on. But they are very, very different, very opposite games. In the one case, with my bread and butter, you play these turns. Everything is turn-based. And games last for hours and hours and hours and hours. And you might have games that stretch on for days, depending on what you've got the pace set at. If you're playing with friends, everybody's busy doing some other things at the same time while they're playing. The game can go a long, long time. As opposed to, in contrast to, Call of Duty, especially a multiplayer match, where each of those matches was maybe 10, 15 minutes long, something like that. And the whole time you're playing, it's just frenetic. It's just boom, 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 boom. Sensory overload. Explosions happening all over the place. 
One second you're running, the next second you're dead. One second you're coming around a corner, the next second pop, 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 and your enemy's dead. And you're just dying and killing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's the game, right? That's the game. It is all about reflexes. It is all about coordination with very, very slight, very small movements of your hand and your fingers. Do you react fast enough to the right stimuli visual? And if you don't, you're dead. And if you do, then your team will win. You will win. Your team will win. And cool. On to the next one and the next one and the next one. And anyway, you slice it, you are going to die a lot. You're going to kill a lot and you're going to die a lot. And it's just a whole lot of death and killing. That's the game. And by contrast, civilization can be a lot of death and killing. Or it can be you are building up your empire, you're building cities, you're spreading out, you're trying to grow your population, you're trying to grow your economy, you're trying to refine your culture and your political organization. And then somebody comes along and they want to pick a fight and maybe you have to fight them off and maybe you conquer their cities and maybe they conquer your cities and maybe your armies triumph over their armies. But all the while, you are at a safe distance as the ruler you don't die. If you die, the game's over. You don't respawn over and over and over again. When you die, the game's over. But you're controlling your forces, and your forces can go and fight these battles per your instructions. Attack here. Attack those guys. Okay, now withdraw. Now retreat. Now pull away. Now go over there. Now let's get you upgraded and get you promoted in this way. Right? So in the one case, you've got a very, very long game, which has more to do with who's got the better attention span, who gets bored, who gets distracted, who falls away. And in the other case, you've got who's got the better reflexes, who thinks faster, who has more precise hand movements, who's got better hand-eye coordination, who's got better aim. And... You're aiming at targets that are very close for the most part. Now, I would love to get my feet under me in Call of Duty to where I'm at least decent, I'm at least competent to play. Maybe I'll pick it up, especially with this new schedule. I'm not going to be working every single day. I'm going to have seven days off every other week. And in those seven days off, maybe I want to play some Call of Duty and get through the campaign. Play through the campaign to where somebody asks me to play online, an online multiplayer match, I can jump in and I can do a decent job, right? But it's interesting to me, you know, going back to the Drew Lynch comedy sketch on banning schools, you look at headlines, even in the case of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, for instance, the prosecutor starts grilling Kyle Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time of the Kenosha, Wisconsin shootings in which he was violently attacked. He defended himself. It was self-defense. It was not white supremacy on his part to try and defend his life against three other young white men who were violently assaulting him. 
But Kyle Rittenhouse goes to court on charges of murder, triple homicide. And the prosecutor wants to ask him about his playing Call of Duty when he was younger, playing Call of Duty with his friend. And the line of questioning is designed in some measure to try and link a love for violence with Kyle Rittenhouse having gone to Kenosha, Wisconsin with the intent to murder some people, some rioters, some protesters, whatever you want to call them. I call them rioters because they were destroying property. They were breaking laws, destroying property, violently assaulting a 17-year-old who's out on the streets. The line of questioning fell flat. As I said, Call of Duty, most popular, best-selling video game series, video game franchise of all time. Hugely popular with young men. Hugely popular with young men. I've been playing Call of Duty games since the first one came out way back in the day. Not every game. I haven't played every game because, again, it's not my bread and butter. It's not my shtick. But for a lot of young men, if they have a drug of choice, it is Call of Duty. And they jump on there and... That's how they measure themselves against other young men, which is a very, actually, traditional. Even though the medium has updated, that's a very traditional thing for young men to want to do. You know, if this were sports, if this were football, we would all be about the stats and who the better quarterback is and who the better linebacker is and who the better running back is and who the better tight end is who the better receiver is, and who's got the best, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, based on who wins, based on when the test of strength happens, who comes out on top, who comes out having obtained their objective. And there's violence involved in football, and that's been controversial, especially as you see football players have brain injuries, and it messes them up, it messes up their personality, or maybe they were just a violent individual who never got any counseling, never got any fathering, never got any real discipline off of the football field. Football was life, and then you find out there's more to life than football, and you don't know how to handle it, you don't know how to cope. But you look at Call of Duty, I think it's fine to take a step back for anybody who's gotten sucked in too much. They've gotten addicted to it. They need to spend some time on other things in life. I think that's fine. I think for myself, not playing because I've got other things going on. I've got other things to do. It's not like I have to try really, really hard to not play. I think that's fine. But I also think it's silly and ridiculous for someone to try and connect school shootings or other mass shootings to Call of Duty. I think that's kind of silly. It's not at all, at all, at all a one-to-one ratio of people playing Call of Duty and then going out and shooting up a public place. There is far more in these mass shootings and these school shootings, there's far more to do with the nature of our public education system. Our public education system is fundamentally flawed the type of education that it is delivering is fundamentally flawed. And honestly, if you want to even look at, (laughs) 
look at the existence of the Call of Duty franchise, even if it was in some measure the fault of Call of Duty, ask yourself this. Where did the guys who have made this game series get their education, most of them? Do you think most of those guys that developed the Call of Duty video game franchise were homeschooled, private schooled, or public schooled? Which do you think? I would hazard a guess that they were all or almost all public schooled. The majority of American young men, teenagers, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, who play Call of Duty, who make it, they're the other side of the equation in making this the most, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the most popular video game series of all time. Where do you think those consumers got their education? They got their education in public schools, in American public schools. And I mean, obviously the game's played all around the world, not just here in the States, but we are the driving force. The United States of America is the driving force in this game franchise being as popular as it is. And so it bears asking whether Drew Lynch has a point. I think he does have a point. And if you watch the comedy bit, the full bit, you were warned there's some language in there. But see, that's just it. That's exactly my point. You get kids going through a public education system in which they're taught some very important truths or falsehoods, as the case may be, as the case is, with regards to human dignity, with regards to our origins, with regards to where we come from, with regards to why are we here, with regards to morality, with regards to human flourishing, with regards to God and man. And then you launch children who've been trained up in the way that they should not go out into the world. And is it a shock when they're nihilistic, when they're cynical, when they don't think that their life has a purpose or meaning, when they don't think that other people's lives have purpose or meaning, when they think that everybody, including themselves and other people, are a means to an end, not an end unto themselves? Is it any wonder if when they get extremely depressed and disturbed by this nihilistic perspective, this nihilistic narrative, this entirely materialistic narrative, is it any wonder that all too many of them lash out in violent ways? Their drug of choice isn't Call of Duty, maybe. Their drug of choice is actually destroying meaningless lives as they see them. If it's all meaningless, then what's the difference? If there is no God, then try to stop me. Drew Lynch is right. We should ban schools. We should ban public schools. Children need an education. Everybody agrees on that front. Anybody who doesn't is being silly on purpose and probably cynical as a way of numbing the pain. They don't want to entertain the idea that life has more meaning and purpose than they've been giving it credit for. But Drew Lynch is right. Ban the public schools. Ban the public schools. You can't shoot up a place that doesn't exist. <laughs> and to be quite frank, I mean, whatever the stats are, 
I would bet you if there were stats on homeschool students engaging in some kind of a school shooting, it would be all over the news, coast to coast, around the globe, all anybody would talk about for years. We got to regulate homeschooling. We got to tighten up the reins on homeschooling parents. Look at this. Look at this disturbed young man played Call of Duty or he was taught a strict religious education or he was taught that God created everything in six days and rested on the seventh, created man in his image, male and female, he created them. Look at this guy. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? Never mind, never mind, never mind. That kid didn't shoot up any place. He didn't shoot up a public school. He didn't shoot up a shopping mall. He didn't shoot up a movie theater. He didn't shoot up a post office. He didn't shoot up any place because that kid believes that life has value from the Almighty. That kid believes that we are here on purpose. That means that I'm here on purpose. That means my enemies are here on purpose. That means if some kids are bullying me and picking on me, which has definitely happened in my youth, those jokers are here on purpose and for purpose, whether they know it or not. And they are going to give an account to the Almighty. But so am I. And so I'm going to treat them with decency, not because they deserve it, but because God has called me to that, because I fear God. And kids that are educated in this way, they don't necessarily avoid call of duty. I obviously was homeschooled from little on up. I was homeschooled from most of kindergarten, most of first grade, all of second grade through 11th grade, went to a community college my senior year. I played Call of Duty last night, but I'm not so drawn to it. But I think part of why I'm not so drawn to it is because I don't like that frenetic, don't have time to stop and think quality to the game. It's not my favorite. I don't like that there's not a whole lot of planning involved. You know, in, in a real-life op, you wouldn't have 10 seconds to come up with a plan, but you're not really going to come up with a plan. Your plan is to just develop your reflexes to where they're better than everybody else's. No, in a real-life op, he who plans best, trains best, wins. And so you may spend days or even weeks planning an op. And yes, you're going to train, you're going to try and develop good reflexes, good shooting, good tactics. But you're also going to say, hey, we're going to insert ourselves from the sea. Or we're going to pair drop in. Or we're going to come in under cover of night. We're going to sneak in when these guys aren't expecting us. And meanwhile, you're target is going to be maybe lulled into a false sense of security. If they're a really hard target, if they don't expect you coming at that time in that manner, strategy, the indirect approach by BH Liddell Hart is a book that the developers of call of duty have apparently not read. I'm just guessing from the multiplayer setup. the way that multiplayer is set up. I don't think they read BH Liddell Hart. I think they read Klausowitz. Oh, that didn't work. Attack harder. Attack again harder. Now, granted, you might do some things 
to try and like sneak around the enemy. But man, I, I tell you what, bigger maps, more options for doing unexpected things would make a world of difference in how that game plays. When it's just a frenetic rat race, boom, dead, boom, killed, boom, got him, boom, got him, boom, dead. Ah, meh. I'm not, I'm not very good at that because I don't really invest myself in being very good at that. Nah. I think Drew Lynch is right. I think banned schools. Was he joking only? Did people cheer and laugh because it was funny and ridiculous? Or because, you know what? You got a point. But actually, I'll tell you, the truth is what worries me a lot more about a game like Call of Duty is not, is not that you're going to encourage a whole lot of people to go out and do the mass shooting thing. That's not my worry. I've played Call of Duty. I've played first-person shooters. Uh, Never once have I gotten up from a first-person shooter and wanted to go shoot up a public place. Never. Does not happen. But I do worry that video games like that, which cause us to think in short five-second, ten-second bursts, if we play them too much, maybe that little comedy sketch from Drew Lynch is as quickly out of our thoughts as it is in them. Come around a corner, here's a funny little line, boom, roasted. On to the next one, and the next, and the next, and the next, and we just keep rolling. And we're not stopping to really think about, hey, wait a second, you know what he said there? That actually, that's pretty, pretty smart, pretty clever. I mean, the Call of Duty game franchise has played in the multiplayer, and, and this is part of why I'd like to play the campaign more. But as played in the multiplayer version, where it's just this frenetic die kill, die kill, die kill, I think it contributes to the nihilism. You know, if I played more, it wouldn't stress me as much, wouldn't stress me out as much when I die in the game. It wouldn't stress me out as much if I kill somebody else in the game. That would be part of how my reaction times would get better, besides muscle memory, besides developing you know more familiarity with the controls and which buttons do what and, and all that kind of stuff. I would be less stressed out, which means my emotions, my movements, my decision-making would be calmer, more streamlined. And you know what? There might be a benefit to developing that so you can turn it on and turn it off when you need to, when you are in a crisis where quick thinking, quick reactions are needed. You have what it takes. Not everything can wait five hours for us to slowly develop our strategy. Some things need within a five-hour strategy, need a good reaction time, 30 seconds here, a minute there, five seconds down the road here, in order for the whole thing to work. you got to have both ways of thinking. 
You got to have a long attention span and you've also got to have good reaction times sometimes. <clears throat> but towards that end, it's a puzzlement to me that for all of the playing of Call of Duty and the acceptance of killing and dying and taking these objectives and doing this heroic thing and developing skill, you know, similar to my episode from a couple of days ago. You know, when I tell people I have seven kids, it's like, man, I don't know how you do it. How do you find time? And meanwhile, the next course of conversation is, hey, what's your drug of choice when it comes to playing video games, playing computer games? And the way these guys are talking, I think they play dozens of hours a week. Okay, cool. You play dozens of hours of video games a week. And maybe you get really good at this one. And that one over there, not so great. So you don't play that one, but you do play this one because it's really, really good. It's really engaging. You feel really good about yourself when you play it well. But then that wears off after a while, and so you switch to a different game. And then you switch to a different game and a different game and a different game. Here's a crazy idea for you. Maybe if you played less video games, maybe you could have more kids. Here's a crazy idea for you. What if you took all of that intentionality, all of that skill that you're trying to develop in playing this video game, and you applied it to how intentional you are in your marriage, in your parenting. You know, when you're playing a game and you expect that everything's going to be scored, man, you eat that up. You love that. You love that achievement-oriented, I can see I'm getting better quality to it. Now, what about marriage? What about your children? What about parenting? What about your children's education? How about that? See, that's another consequence of believing that God created everything in six days and rested on the seventh. That's another consequence of believing that God created man in his image, male and female. That's another consequence of believing that God said everything was very good when he made mankind, male and female, put them in the garden, commanded them to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. No, no, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't play any video games. Don't play any Call of Duty. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. So don't miss what I am saying. What I am saying is maybe if we thought of life actually more like a video game, a lot more young men would be devoting themselves to more intentionality in how they treat their Wife or girlfriend, significant other, make your girlfriend into your wife, especially, man, especially if you believe that life has purpose and meaning. Don't shrug that off because your knucklehead friends are like, oh man, your life is over. You have a marriage, fun times are over for you. No, forget that. These guys don't know anything. Find a woman you can lead in love before the Lord and commit to her and get a commitment from her to you and lead and love her well and live life together and have children together and raise those children well. Raise those children like this is a scored competition. 
Like you're racking up points and it matters how you play. Maybe I need to play a little bit more Call of Duty so my reaction times get better. So my threshold for tolerance for stress gets better. But I think a lot of these players who are really, really good at the quick five-second bursts of activity, 10-second, 30-second bursts of activity, I might be revealing just how bad I am at the game. Maybe maybe other guys are playing these multiplayer matches and they're just staying alive all throughout. I don't know. But maybe some of y'all who play those kinds of games all the time need to zoom out and play something strategic that takes a longer attention span. Maybe you need to approach getting a wife and having some children that way. You know, our civilization having the luxury of developing games like Civilization VI and Call of Duty is the result of previous generations of men doing just that. Working hard, applying themselves, being strategic, developing, building, innovating, refining, organizing, getting married, taking a wife, having children, raising children, making sure their children know right from wrong, up from down, male from female. Let's be honest. And if we lose that, do you think you can have a second story of a house, a third story of a house, without a f- without a basement, without a foundation, without the walls on the first floor connecting to the ground. Your leisure time in the future is going to be severely curtailed if you don't invest yourself in something enduring, in something lasting. And this opens up so many cans of worms with regards to climate change and do we think that the world is coming to an end in a few years? But it also opens up a lot of cans of worms as far as what kind of an education did most of us get If most of us don't believe that God exists, for one, that he created everything in six days and rested on the seventh, that God ultimately will decide when that's a wrap. If we don't believe that, well, then who cares if there's a future generation? Who cares? What does it matter, right? The earth's only going to last for another dozen years or so anyways. It's not like all of the big media conglomerates who are saying climate change is going to destroy the planet in the next few years were saying that when we were toddlers, most of the big cities in the world are going to be underwater by the year 2000. Huh. What was that again? The year 2000 comes around and we have short attention spans because we don't play enough Civilization Six, maybe. Or whatever. Right, whatever the game is. I'm just throwing that in there as a stand-in, as a metaphor. But the year 2000 rolls around. And unfortunately, for a lot of folks, by the time they realize, by the time they get wise, they're a little old to be getting as good of a jump on it as they could have. So 20-year-olds, most... 20-year-olds that I've met, if they had kids when they were in their 20s, it was, oops, they were messing around. 
but was it intentional? Like, hey, I'm going to serve the Lord with my life. I'm going to serve God with my life. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to try and make wise decisions. That gal over there, she caught my eye. I think she's pretty. I think she's nice. I like the way she treats people. I like the way she conducts herself. I like the way she carries herself. I like the way she talks about God and Jesus. I bet she would make a really fine wife and a really fine mother. And if we laugh at that, maybe we're not so much better than the nihilists who do the mass shooting business. In fact, maybe we're part of the reason why they do that mass shooting business. Because we're reinforcing this idea that they have gotten from their education, from pop culture, from broader society, that life is meaningless. Vanity of vanities, as the preacher says in Ecclesiastes. Chasing after the wind. But you got to read till the end. So maybe the solution is, like Drew Lynch said, ban the schools. Don't ban guns, ban schools. You want to deal with mental illness? Mental illness maybe could be better dealt with by not making young people crazy. You're making people crazy with the social engineering stuff. Brought to you by the same folks who thought we need to feed beagle puppy faces to bugs while they're alive for science. No. The social engineering by these godless types has got to stop. Pull the plug. And it starts with you. You don't have to wait for somebody else to ban the schools. You get your kids out and teach them at home and teach them right. Oh, but then we won't make as much money. And then what will people think? You know what? What will people think in 20 years? That's what you should be asking. Not what will people think tomorrow or Monday when I go back into work. What will people think in 20 years when my kid has his head on straight? When my kid knows right from wrong? When my kid believes that life has meaning and purpose? That's what you should be asking. Wisdom is known by her children. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Also by my book. (laughs) Have I said that enough? Maybe not. I gotta run though. I'm helping with music this morning because I don't believe that life is meaningless and I don't believe... Life has no purpose. And I do believe that God is worthy of all of our praise and our honor. And I do believe it's good for us to worship him. It's good for us. It's good for us. It's healthy for us. It's right for us. We are creatures made to worship. So I'm going to help lead music by God's grace. But that means I should go get myself ready. So as always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com.